What gives you the most joy? When do you celebrate? This is Wednesday, January 31st. Now, in your life, what is the thing that causes the great celebration? Perhaps you have heard the story of what happened when our third child came into the world. We gave him the name Nathan. That is from the Hebrew word for gift. After suffering two miscarriages, we weren't sure we could have more children. But God blessed us with a baby boy. The problem was that when he was born, he was very sick. He had a congenital heart defect, and he was what used to be called a blue baby. His heart was not getting oxygen out to his body, and as a result of that, his future was in question. Now, don't worry, I'm going to tell you that he got life-saving open-heart surgery, and today he's married and has a child of his own. But he had a tough start. I tell you this because the day when we brought him home from the hospital, I opened a bottle of champagne. How could we not celebrate that our boy was alive? That he had had and now had an encouraging prognosis for his future. I want to read the next little section of the parable of the prodigal son. This is Luke chapter 15, verse 22 to 24. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now after hugging and kissing that son of his, the father gave directions to his servants. What the father does from here has only one purpose. We learned yesterday, he desires to remove the shame that has come from his son's action and restore him before everyone in the community. Yesterday, we considered what the robe and ring and sandals meant in their world. In essence, this involved the conveying of status to his son for everyone to see. But the father then called for a celebration, and not just any celebration. That word for fattened calf is what we would call prime meat, the meat of an animal that has been grain-fed for the purpose of making the best meat possible. Think Kobe beef, for example. Now, the father couldn't do that in a day. This animal had been raised for this very purpose. Now, such feasts were elaborate affairs. Here's the way that it would work. The father would send out a servant to go to everyone in the community and invite them to the feast. When they arrived, the oldest son would be standing at the door and would greet everyone and explain to them the purpose of the feast. Inside, the father would be present with the best food and wine that he had dressed, and he was dressed in his best clothes. Now, the feast Jesus describes in this story is just like this, with a couple of exceptions. First, when the guest entered the house, they would, see the, not, they would not see the father in his best clothes. They would see the prodigal son wearing them. And the message would be clear. The father is saying, you must receive my son back into the community out of loyalty to me. He was using his own reputation and status in the community to restore the reputation of his son. Prior to this act, the son would not be welcome there. He would be driven from among them. 
But there's a second exception. The oldest son is not where he is supposed to be. He's not at the door representing his father and greeting the guests. He is not explaining the cause for the great celebration. And also, once the food is served, he is supposed to be something like the head waiter, making sure the guests of his father are treated well. But here's what we are told. Luke chapter 15, verse 28 to 30. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. But you never gave me even a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. You see, the older son had heard there was a party, and he learned the reason for it, and he refused to go inside. He refused his duty as the older son. The final scene of Jesus' parable is of the father leaving his party to plead with his older son to come in and join the celebration. The older son is angry. He feels that what has happened is not fair at all. He feels that his father has never shown him this kind of love, never thrown a party for him. And look at how faithful he's been. And in this we hear when we realize that there are actually two prodigals and not one. He took no joy in the fact that his younger brother is alive. He doesn't even call him his brother. He says, this son of yours. You see, his words betray his heart. Though he is the oldest son with all the rights that are involved, he has seen himself as nothing more than a slave in his father's house. And add to this, he thinks the worst of his brother. He doesn't know what his brother has done. As the parable begins, we think the prodigal is lost, and he is. But we find at the end that the brother is lost too. And it does not look like he wants, even wants to be found. You see, Jesus, in telling this parable, is directing his attention to the religious leaders in the crowd who are listening to his parable, and they're muttering under their breath. They disapprove of Jesus' ministry strategy to go after the lost sheep, and they take no joy in the fact that people who thought they had no chance with God are being restored to the Father. That's why Jesus shares this parable. He's sharing the heart of the Father, and at the same time pleading with them to join the celebration, to rejoice that people are turning to God. Now, as we read this, the question is there for us as well. Do we take joy in the fact that people are turning to God? Are we willing to be a part of the rescue mission of Jesus, out seeking to find them? Let's pray. We spend a lifetime, O oh Lord, learning your heart toward us and toward other people, Thank you for your patience and mercy, your grace in our lives. Reveal to us your loving heart. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.